Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, geeks and freaks of all ages, we are listening to Geeks Explain It All. That's right, Geeks Will Explain It All. Well, hello there, and welcome to another fun-filled, fact-filled, mystery-subject-filled episode of Geeks Explain It All. Uh, I'm your host, and I'm not a holy host, not a holy ghost either, but uh, I am known as... Holy moly. I am a holy moly, though. Uh, I'm known in some circles as uh, Stratosphere, and those circles will do for now, and across the way back... They're all crop circles, folks. I like that. I like that. Uh, and the the gentleman you just heard from, which I'm sure you're all looking forward to hearing more from him, is uh, one of my best friends ever, uh, the one, the only, fearless leader, you know him as D-Dub. How's it going, folks? And um, as I said on our, our last program, we, uh, we had a little bit of uh, secrecy to this one because uh, this one's a little different from what we've done before. Um and what we well, the idea came from our our good friend Joe Iden, and uh, this came from an email from him uh, several weeks ago, and we talked about it and thought it would be a a great topic to tackle. So I'm gonna let D Dub uh, read Joe's email to you, and we'll set it up. Yep. But before that, if you have a topic you'd like to suggest for us, or tell us how great or how horrible we are, they can do that at Geeks Explain It All at Gmail dot com. Or feedback at geeksexplainedall.com. Either way, you're, you're typing out geeksexplainedall in one big word. That's right. And now... And we are we uh, if you're not already listening to us, we are available on BeyondPod for your Android device, Windows Phone, and as always available on iTunes. Uh, if you're finding us on iTunes, please, please, please give us some ratings and feedback. We love it. Uh, it helps us do a better show. And it gets us more listeners and basically expands the, the Geeks Explained All community, which I, I think we all sleep better at night knowing that. What he said. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so the email begins. Hello again, gentlemen. I just wanted to drop you a quick note on a possible topic for the Gaia podcast. I was thinking, a show on the topic of home entertainment technology may be pretty interesting. I speak, of course, about technology that has brought us to a point where all those little-known gems of sci-fi and horror we love so much are now pretty easy to own or stream for viewing. I think this may be a really good tie-in with your other podcast. Think about it. From ordering those reel-to-reel films from the back of Famous Monsters, Famous Monsters magazine, which I did and still own, to audio LPs of films, uh, up until a few years ago I still had my Star Wars LP, to Laserdisc, VHS, DVD, and HD DVD, to the now current time of burn-on-demand and streaming. All the different equipment we own, we paid a ton of cash for all the years. Anyone remember Betamax? This may be pretty interesting. Anyway, just a thought. Talk to you soon. Joe Iden. Well, Joe, that is an excellent topic. Uh, When D-Dub had uh, forwarded me a copy of that, uh, man, I I really started rolling that over in my head. I thought that was something just just really kind of different from what we had tackled before. So um, 
that's what we're going to be talking about, kind of a little bit of a history lesson, too, talking about um, how that type of thing has changed over the years since, since we were kids. Yeah. Now, don't expect any hard dates or anything like that. No. but That's you know, not how we gonna, roll. <laughs> we're just going to kind of discuss discuss the mediums and how they've changed. Um, I'd say rather than just starting with the film stuff, why don't we start with um, – at least in our lifetime, just audio equipment, okay? Okay. I don't know. I, I can't remember if your parents had one, but I know my parents had one. It was basically the console record player thing. It was actually a piece of furniture. Is this a thing that had, like, uh, it was really big and it had a TV, but it also had a record player on one end? They had some like that, but they had some that were also just strictly record player. Uh, so I had one of those, too, but... Might have had a might have had an A-track player on it and and a radio, but it actually looked like a piece of furniture. It had a lid that popped up to put all the stuff on Oh, it. yeah, I've seen those. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did not, we did not have one of those, but I, I think, did you, when when we were kids, did, you, did your mom and dad have that? They did. They I did. think I remember seeing that. Yeah. We were never allowed to touch it, as I recall. Well, <laughs> they, they never listened to anything I wanted to hear anyway. Well, that is true. Um, but... You had LP, which is making a big comeback now. Uh, yeah, vinyl. Vinyls never really went away. Uh, there's, well, it, you know, I find it funny too because the the collectors, you know, they talk about was a hundred eighty gram vinyl or some nonsense like that, and I'm like, it's a record. You, if well, it, you know, are you taking it back if it's one seventy nine? Come on. Well, you know, it's funny. My, um, my wife a couple of weeks ago. She went over to her sister's house, and they did a garage sale. I remember you talking about this. And part of the whole thing, you know, they had a bunch of the vinyl albums. Okay. And my wife said, I can't believe how well the vinyl went. Absolutely. The the one story had the Howard the Ducks uh, soundtrack. Oh, God. And my wife... Dolby's Cube. Yeah, well, she... (laughs) You know, she had she had a price of a couple of bucks on that one because she was looking up some stuff. Okay. And a guy came up and he bought a bunch of stuff and he said, "This is like the crown jewel." And she said, <laughs> "I don't understand it." She said, "Well, I'll probably tell you why your husband bought it. Probably because Thomas Dolby was on it." Absolutely. And she came home and was telling me the story. He said, "No, that's not why I bought it. I bought it because it was a soundtrack and I liked it." It just that was a happy coincidence. D Dub and I are quite possibly the only two people in North America that saw the movie twice on the weekend it premiered and enjoyed it a we, lot both times. Yeah, it, that that's one of our our little okay guilty pleasures, I guess you'd you'd want to call it. I've heard that movie on on podcasts and in conversations I've had with people where they have said, "Oh my God, it's the worst movie ever," and. I'm sorry. I, I actually found a way to download it and watched it, and yeah, it strays a lot from the original comic book. But the original comic book was was no you know work of art either. I thought the liberties they took were fine, and it worked for me still. Well, that's just it. I still I still wish I would have bought a copy or bought that copy at that one uh, used used place that I saw it the one time. Oh, okay. But, you know, oh well. Um, but anyway. But the stereo console. Yeah, the stereo console. See, now, like and, I said, what my mom and dad had, they had this big-ass TV, which was literally, I want to say, probably at least a foot and a half longer than this desk we're sitting at. And uh, it had 
I want to I want to say it was a Zenith. Might have been a Magnavox, but I'm pretty sure it was a Zenith. And it on one side they had storage for albums, okay. and then on the other end they had an old fashioned you know record player. And of course, you know they had uh, they had all the Percy Faith albums and crap like that. Although, although my mom, I'll, I'll give her credit, she was a little bit of a rebel. She was very much into CCR. So, oh, okay. Uh, the two things I, I grew up wound up liking, whether I, I was, I was, I had to like them because my mom listened to them nonstop. Were CCR and Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. That's why the only reason I actually want to go see Jersey Boys is just to see how good or bad they do it because I know those songs so well. Hearing them growing I up, I happen to like both of those bands a lot. So. Yeah. So, <laughs> but. From there, then you had the 8-track tape. The 8-track tape was everywhere, but it had problems. Well, it it, okay, it depends on how well they did it. See, now, the way the 8-track tape worked, it uh, it didn't rewind. It was, it was basically a continual loop that if you took it out of the packaging, the, the loop was probably like, you know, several miles long, but it was all wound up in this thing, and it usually had uh, four tracks four tracks and hence the term eight track because four tracks and each each one is considered two because it's in stereo correct and the problem was especially in the 70s this was a real problem because you'd have albums that in the 70s there were a lot of uh the progressive rock and stuff like that where they'd have like these long 10 15 minute epics and it wouldn't all fit in one track so right. it, would, it would have to be split between two tracks so you're and how did they split them they basically were, right in the middle <laughs> well yeah but depending on what it was in most cases it wasn't like it just go here click track keep going it was like song fade click fade back in yeah, yeah. which if it was a good song would drive you batty oh yeah i used uh, I, although i did i actually that was Arguably, my first, my first really big present I ever asked for for Christmas. You know, there were there were you know when you're a kid and you know uh, until the age of ten I, I was an only child and so and I was also the first old, oldest of nine grandkids. So I I got spoiled rotten when I was a kid. I ain't gonna lie about it. And uh, but anything I wanted I got. But I really didn't. Not to sound hum- overly modest, but I really didn't ask for a lot. But the one year I decided I wanted a stereo. This was the holy grail. I decided I, it was okay. it, it was my my Red Rider uh, BB gun. I had to have this thing. Okay, gotcha. And um, so I got this. They wanted getting me this thing. It had uh, obviously AM FM stereo rec- record player with uh, changer, and it had an eight track and a cassette all in one, and headphones. I got with this thing too. This nice. One. And uh, I, I screwed it all up because I got in trouble with my grades at school, and I got grounded for three months and wasn't allowed to use it. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that, but it was I, I was oh I was so pissed at myself. <laughs> but uh, lesson learned, lesson learned. But um, yeah, it was funny because with the A track, you'd find that happening where you're. Well, at my A track, you could actually record. There were blank A tracks you could yeah, record right, on, right? And you're recording something, and it it really gave no indication of 
how much time you had left. And sometimes you're kind of hoping, what, make it to the end of the song? And sometimes it would just, it would really irritate you when you get to like the last 30 seconds of a song and then fade out, click, fade back in again, just for like five seconds worth of the song. And it's like, really? What was that? Come on. (laughs) But A-Track was also the first recorded media that was really widely commercially available in in, uh, cars. Well, it was the first really portable one. Now, earlier than that, there were a few uh, cars that were made, I want to say, in the late 40s that did have record players of a fashion in them but okay. the problem was the you know the the suspension systems they had and the cars were so heavy you you would it would, it would basically be something you could listen while you were parked if you were if you were you know on the road so to speak you could not listen to anything cuz it would just keep skipping apparently oh sure but uh, A-Track was the first one that, yeah, you could pretty much uh, drive through a Cleveland street with all with all its potholes, and it didn't skip. It, it kept on playing. Just you, right. had, you had to worry about that track ending. And from there, you went to cassettes. Cassettes were the first ones that were very easily recordable onto. Yep. And usually, you could get one side of an album on it. Uh, there were certain ones where you can actually get the entire album on one side of the tape. The, the most popular selling one was the 90-minute cassette, 45 minutes of space on each side. And even though most CDs now average upwards of you know 50, 60 minutes, because of the limitations imposed by the vinyl format, most albums were anywhere from 30 to 40 minutes. And... Uh, which again, that fit perfectly on a side of of a, a ninety a total ninety minute cassette. Um, it's funny, I somebody posted something on uh, Facebook a couple a few days ago, and they had a picture of a cassette. And well, they got it wrong. They they put a pencil. A, a pen worked a lot better, and, and it said I used a pencil. It it wouldn't grab the right way. You have to use the eraser. Well, I big pen, big pen fit like you like down to the millimeter. But anyway, what we're talking about is uh, cassettes had a tendency to unravel sometimes. Oh and, yeah, uh, especially if uh, if your tape player was malfunctioning because later they had they had the Walkman, which was the, a portable cassette player. The, that, that was that was the precursor to the iPod, which we'll we'll get into that. We'll, we'll get into that. But uh, I remember uh, if you took when when it when it would eat your tape, but not completely. It didn't tear the tape. You very carefully, like as if you were performing, you know, brain surgery on on the president of the United States. You'd very carefully take it out of your tape player, and then you you could use a pencil. Like I said, my my tool of choice was a Bic pen, and. It just fit in the little grooves exactly, and then you just care if, Oh, and if you uh, a, a paperclip also worked if you were really in a pinch. Okay. Large paperclip yeah. would work, yeah. but yeah, I get to the point where uh, I'd also save wear and tear on if I had a portable one, didn't want to wear down my batteries, but I wanted to rewind the tape. I'd stick the pencil or pen through there, and once you got it going, you could literally spin it like a party favor and you know for how however long and uh yeah you could rewind it that way 
So I thought I always thought that was kind of a neat trick. Every time I did that in front of someone, they're like, "What are you doing? I'm rewinding a cassette tape." Now, if I did that, my daughter would probably be like, "What the hell are you doing? <laughs> what is that thing on the end of your pen there?" Um, yeah, from there, I mean, you had, uh, like you said, you had your Walkman, so it was a little more portable. You could actually walk around and listen to it. Hence the name. Yep, and from there, unless your battery's wearing down, in which that's right. <laughs> now, from uh, from there, that's you actually, had to see. Uh, that, Go ahead. Uh, that's actually uh, a scene I had to explain. Well, one film my wife and daughter and I love is uh, Apollo thirteen. Okay. And uh, at one point, they're um, they're I forget blanking on what song they're playing, uh, but they've got a, a like a portable cassette thing. Okay. And it the batteries start wearing down. This is after they have the accident, and they're they've just kind of got the music on to kind of relieve the tension a little bit, and it starts slowing down. And my daughter assumed it was some sort of an iPod. And she's like, what's wrong with it? And I'm like, the batteries are wearing down. Well, why doesn't it just turn off? I'm like, that's not the way it worked. <laughs> so just, oh, just to show you how, how the, the changing technology moves so quickly. Well, you look at, um, after all that, you had your CDs. Now, CDs... Better quality sound. And Respectfully, inside. I... W- well, hang on. Okay. It was advertised as better quality oh, sound. Yeah, I have a whole rant prepared for that, but go okay. ahead. Um, smaller size, blah, blah, blah. Go ahead, rant. Okay, well, here's here's my problem. Uh, I kept hearing how CDs were, were better, and believe me, there's an awful lot of people who, who argue that, no... Vinyl LPs had a warmth and a depth to them that, unless you're getting uh, one of the... Now, they have high-definition CDs, which are actually pretty much almost like a DVD. They're, um, it's a format, I cannot think of the name of it off the top of my head, but it's the the sample rate on it is like three, three or four times what a normal CD is. Okay. And... But there's more information on there, and it's actually, it's actually not a, a CD technically. I think it's it's actually in a DVD format, so you can only play it on your computer. But okay. the, the the sound is supposed to be comparable to the original vinyl. But here's the problem that I had with it: is that because they, well, when they first came on the scene, they the pitch was that oh. The sound is so much better. That's why that's and and it's a novelty right now. That's why instead of paying eight, nine, ten dollars for it, you have to pay seventeen, eighteen, nineteen dollars for a CD because it's a novelty and the sound is so much better. Once the market gets flooded, the prices will all come down. Have you seen the prices come down? Because I sure as hell haven't. I've very rarely even buy. CDs anymore? Well, I don't either. I well, no. uh, let, let, let's just say there there are other avenues, and uh, no one I know feels any guilt about that because uh, people I have talked to agree with me. It's it's a retroactive rebate, uh, self enforced from from the the RIAA and all them. Okay, uh, 
and anyway, from from CDs, which if nothing else are more compact than trying to carry an album around. But from there, that's where you started really getting into your digital media. Almost like, almost like this begat that because, okay, we figured out how to digitize it and put it on this disc. Now we're going to digitize it and put it on a little hard, flash hard drive. But see, this is where, it, again, almost to continue my rant, this is where it backfired on um, the recording industry a little bit is because they, up to that point, had like 100% control well, let's say 95% control over how everything was bought, everything was, was transacted. What they failed to realize, what they failed to anticipate, as many of us did, was the home computer boom. Now, people realized that, well, then they came up, I want to say in Italy, with the MP3 technology, which is basically taking the digital information that's on a CD, which is not an MP3 format, and putting it in, in this compact. I think uh, MP3s roughly are about one-tenth the size of the actual um, audio track. MP3s, I think, just judging from um, the size of the shows when we put them up, yeah. depending on the sample rate that you, or the project. Oh, that, that, that you, very much depends on it. But, but generally, it's like one meg per one meg per minute of recorded audio. That's about right. That's 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 about spot on. It it, it depends it depends on the sample rate. If you if you're willing to go, like if I'm making up a thing that has, um, uh, like if I'm when we, when we first started doing this show, there were a couple times I would put stuff and of our stuff and burn it onto CD, and I found that if you lowered the sample rate so that the sound quality wasn't... I mean, it, it, it was listenable, but it just wasn't quite as clear or as loud. You can fit a lot on just a regular CD. Oh, absolutely. Whereas uh, with music formats, you, the depending on what you're, how good your hearing is, a lot of times you'll sacrifice that sound if you want to put more... Like on average, on a CD... You can fit about 10 albums worth of MP3s on average. Okay. But if I want if I want to go with a lower sampling rate, I can sometimes fit 15, 16 depending. If I want to go real high quality, I'm only fitting like 4 or 5 on there. It just now when I listen to it, I drive a truck for a living. I can't I can't be concerned with super high quality sound because it, the damn truck's so loud. You well, know, so I'm, so to me, I use a lower sampling rate, and it, and it sounds fine to, to my ears. Well, I mean, to be to be perfectly honest, I've never been a big enough audiophile to really care. It's really it's it's a culture, really, because if you talk to some some of these audio nuts, I mean, they'll 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 look at you when you tell them you can't tell a difference. They look at you like you're just what? How, well, how can I, you not tell? It's like night and day. And I'm like, dude, sounds the same to me. It's just. Not really that important to me, and not to me either. That's that's, that's my point. But yeah, I've, I've, there's a you've you've probably talked to a few uh, zealous people out there. Who, I mean, and that's their passion. That's fine. But you know what? They have time to sit at home with this with the you know the smoking jacket and the brandy. And exactly. Exactly. When when you've got all that time and no dogs barking, no you know you notice a lot of those guys are are single. <laughs> 
So oh, they, yeah. they they have free time. We don't we ain't got free time. Yeah, I mean if I listen <laughs> if I listen to music during the day, I think I've mentioned this once before. A lot of what I like to listen to is instrumental stuff because it's just background noise. Well, and it's it's less challenging when you don't have lyrics to listen to. Right. We, we've talked about that, and I, I, I think that's legit. I've been listening to, I've, I've kind of fallen off for the moment, but, you know, listening to some of the uh, audio dramas, uh, I kind of had to stop listening to them while I'm working. Because, well, because it, it, you really get involved in the storyline, and, and if you're not paying attention when a plot right. point comes up, you're, well, you got yourself rewinding. Wait a minute, what, what did he just say? Well, exactly. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. So, you know, now with all that being said, I absolutely love my iPod. I love the fact that I can carry around all this music in the palm of my hand and listen to whatever I damn well want to. And uh, if memory serves, you you have one of like the 150 gig or 160 it's gig It's actually one. 80. Still enough. It's, there, it's plenty. I've got, I, I got one for my daughter. Well, it's funny. We had, we had gotten one for her. It was one of the, it was the iPod Nano, I want to okay. say. It was one, one of the slimmer ones, but it had a display screen and all that. And uh, then, then our dog chewed it. I think I remember you saying something. <laughs> yeah. It, she had left it in uh, on a chair in her room, and she came out crying because the, the dog had chewed it. And it, it, was, it was like... It was a birthday present, I want to say, and it was the one thing she had asked for. So she was heartbroken. This, okay. And she she was just devastated. And I'm, I'm like, okay, did we learn our lesson to put things up out of reach? <laughs> yes, we did. Okay. So then we went – we actually – this time we went – because the old one we had gotten from um, Toys R Us. They were having a special. Okay. This time we actually set foot in the Apple store. <laughs> that's how much i love my daughter we went into the apple store and of course they they try and bombard you and and you know hook you up with the most expensive thing they got and sure and you know you're trying to walk backwards from that but uh i wanted something that was kind of kind of sturdy and had a lot of storage so we wound up getting her the one that's it's like 160 gigs okay you got her like the classic yeah the classic okay one. yeah and we got got her a nice little leather case for it and uh that thing's got uh, literally like four thousand songs on it. Last time, last time, because she does, she can't do iTunes for nothing. I, I, she's going to college too, and I'm like, dude, you better learn iTunes because unless you're bringing it home like on the weekends for me to update it, you're gonna have to learn how to do this. <laughs> and and as uh, as uh, TJ so eloquently put it, iTunes is the devil. <laughs> um, unless you're subscribing to our shows. No, no. <laughs> No, Apple isn't the devil. iTunes is the devil. And how do you subscribe to our show through iTunes? Exactly. Leave well, us a review, folks. Well, now, now that we, yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, don't don't you love it when you succeed despite my best efforts of <laughs> making your point? <laughs> but anyway, um, so oh yeah, so we we got her. The, like I said, this thing's got like four thousand songs on it. It's got three seasons of the big bang theory it's got like two seasons of teen titans which she and just like like all these videos and all that it's still not halfway filled that's that's the storage capabilities of this thing are just flipping amazing but uh it was funny because her her old one the one that got chewed we kept trying to find the receipt because it had only been 
like a year, and I remembered we had gotten like the extended warranty thing. Well, okay. And when you get the extended warranty, they say, hey, bring it in, we'll replace it. Well, after long looking, we finally find the receipt three days after it expired. Ooh. That hurt. That that really hurt. Yeah, but you know, you could have uh, potentially taken it up there and they could have pulled it up by the um, by the uh, serial number. I thought about that after the fact, but the story has a bit of a happy ending because the, the screen was cracked, but really the iPod actually still worked. So... It had been sitting there dead for all that time, and I still had the plug, so I plugged it into the computer just to see, okay, let's charge this thing up, see if it works, and it worked. So basically, that's become my iPod now. Nice. The only downside is it's bright, hot pink. So I kind of have a little little carrying case that I take to work that's got, like, my phone charger and all that, and I keep that puppy well hidden because uh, I don't want my coworkers seeing my cute little pink iPod that I carry with me. <laughs> well, my wife had uh, one of the shuffles, basically about the size of a chiclet, and it was bright pink. <laughs> oh, the one that it basically just has the circle? It doesn't even have a screen? It doesn't even have that. This one is just one of those ones... It just plays. All the controls are on the headphones. Oh, okay. I don't think I've seen that one. Well, you know the one I'm talking about? Yeah. It's it's basically just got the circle. and Yeah, that's what it is. This is just a different version of that one. Okay. My wife and I had gotten those. She she got one of those deals. She basically got them for like 50 bucks each. So it's funny. Uh, We got her a pink one, me a blue one. The blue one, I load up with all the audio dramas, and then I, I lock it. So if I ever forget to recharge the the my daughter's old one and it runs out i've got a backup that i can listen to in the truck very nice so because yeah well that that's my little uh backup system well alrighty then so Somebody and knows. and there have been other uh formats that have oh shall we say not been as successful as uh ipod uh we we mentioned a while back zune which i i'm not even who makes zune is that zune was a microsoft thing yeah but that that tanked pretty pretty badly didn't it did it not it did but um why did it tank do you think was it just not user-friendly, or was... I don't know. I, I had almost no experience with it. I didn't. I, I actually didn't even hear about Zune until almost the very last days of it. Literally, I I saw, I think, an article on Facebook or, or Drudge Report or something that said, yeah, the Zune is tanking. I'm like, what the hell is a Zune? I haven't even heard of it. But well, I, know, I know a lot of these places, like Walmart and such, still have these like generic MP3 players you can get yeah. for like mega cheap. You've had a couple of those, I want to say. I've been through a few over the years. (laughs) And oddly enough, the only one that's really held up has been the iPod. Uh, I will say, considering the one I I used, like I said, was chewed up by a dog, that bad boy pretty much runs every time I want it to run. Oh, well. So we've kind of run the gamut on audio. I mean, we didn't mention gramophones or wax cylinders, but... (laughs) <laughs> we wasn't around then. That's right. And so, plus, that gets into the whole Edison conversation, and you don't want to get me started on Edison. <laughs> Edison versus Tesla, fight! <laughs> Let them fight! Let them fight! Okay. Well, going there's a, there's a little bit of Tesla <laughs> in all of us. 
you have to listen to the Secret Lair Drive-In. That episode will come out a little bit after this one to really get that joke. And I think it's time to move into video, home video. Home video. And that's uh, that's definitely a, a sticky wicket. And I, I actually have a point about audio that I'm going to come back to in a second. But Okay. Um, yeah, so originally the idea of, you know, it, basically you, you saw movies – at the theater, then with the advent of television, you know, there were – basically the networks decided what you wanted to see. And, Absolutely. And I remember it, it was – when HBO or Home Box Office, as it was originally known, uh, when that came on the scene, that was really an innovative thing. It wasn't an on-demand service, but it used to be the window between something being in the theater and it being on the Sunday night movie – uh, was usually a pretty big window. I mean, you you were talking oh, like a absolutely. year or two at least. You know, if, if yeah, and in the case of some of them, you'd be waiting for a long time. Now, uh, HBO I, would sh- would show, and back then there was only one HBO, and Showtime and Cinemax actually came by several years later. But home box office would show stuff that had only been in the theater like. Um, not even a year before, which at that time was people were falling all unheard of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People were unheard. They were falling all over themselves, and there was actually a lot of um, um, motion picture association executives who were kind of appalled at that because they felt like having so little time before it was available to the public. If people, the thinking was. Once HBO and later all the other channels came on the scene, they felt like if people knew it was going to be coming out soon, they wouldn't go see it at the box office. This was the thinking back then. I don't. I can't say much credibility to that. I don't. I no, because we all know the 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 film industry is hurting really bad. Yes. Uh, oh, dude, don't 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 drag me down that slippery slope. I, I just. No, I'll, I will lose my stuff here. Um, but anyway, yeah, HBO came on the scene, and then the thing that really just totally was a game changer in the industry, and that was the advent of home video. Yeah, yeah. but before you even go there, I mean, years before, I, Joe had mentioned it. In oh, yeah. Video, the, you could actually get films of these things. Now, in some cases, you might have something like the film would be marketed as Planet of the Apes, and they might only have the original chase scene with the first reveal of the apes in that. I was fascinated to find out that, the, as Joe put it, they were, you know, they were in the back of famous monsters of Filmland and stuff like that, creepy, eerie. All the Warren comics had had uh, ads for them. But I always presumed, or assumed, that it was the whole movie. And I was, I never could afford to get even a, a movie projector. But that was always my my dream when I was a kid. One day I'm gonna I'm going to get a job and I'm gonna save up and I'm gonna I'm gonna get these movies because that's that'd be so cool to have that. And I've actually uh, I've met a few people that are are what you'd call cinemaphiles. They're actually uh, I know a guy that's in Mayfield Heights. He has a not only does he have his own home theater in his basement, but he actually collects old uh, real films. Okay. Um, every year, 
for New Year's, and I want to say there's, he does it again another time during New Year's. He's been trying to get me to come to this thing for years, but he has friends and family over. Uh, he's he's always and he makes a full night of it. He has he's got a ton of uh, old Three Stooges, Laurel and Hardy, and Little Rascals shorts, the actual reel to reel things that he's he's gotten off of uh, eBay, and uh, he, he goes to all the conventions where they they trade in that sort of thing. He's a total maniac about this, and like I say, he's been trying to get me to come for years, and I just I always kind of beg off, but. Um, I was fascinated to find out from him because he remembers seeing those ads too, and I said, you know, I, I can I can just get the whole movie now, but I always wanted the whole movie when I was a kid. And he's like, well, you know, that's not the whole movie. I said, what do you mean? He says, when you when you ordered those, because I've got a few, it's basically select scenes from the actual movie, and it, it kind of redeemed the whole thing in my eyes because, like, wow, I would wouldn't have even been getting the whole experience just, you know. Whatever whatever scenes they decided to throw in there. Yeah, but it was all just the fact that you could watch it in your home. There was definitely an appeal to that, and still is. Although that that has jaded us, shall we say, over time, and we'll get to that in a minute. Well, nowadays, if you start watching something on home video, and you know the first ten to fifteen minutes don't really grab you, screw it. I ain't watching the rest of it. Yeah. I, I've got 62 other channels to watch, and you know, you you, you start okay, click 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 click, and it it becomes kind of a little contest to see okay, how much how little can I get away with watching of a certain channel before I figure out what's on, or even if on some of these you can just go through the menu and just scroll scroll through the menu. Okay, HBO is showing blah blah blah. Yeah, okay, I'll watch that for a little bit. Then after five minutes, eh, you know what, I've actually seen this. I'll watch something else. So, yeah, there's there's a little bit of complacency, a little bit of taking it for granted that we have now that's accrued over the years. Oh, yeah. But uh, the real-to-real things I always thought were kind of cool in a way. Yeah. Well, now, next up, I want to say, was it LaserDisc or the Beta? Well, Betamax was actually the, the very first home home video format that was that was commercially available and um sony pretty much invented that and then the vhs came out soon after well i want to say i'm getting the timeline wrong i think but i want to say it was about a year after betamax first came on the well scene. it was my understanding that part of the reason that the betamax lost the video wars because it was actually a superior format was because, as opposed to VHS, Sony didn't really want anybody else making the beta machine. You're partially right. I'll tell you the real reason, and this has actually continued to today, the real reason that uh, Betamax failed, very, very simple reason, porn. Sony Betamax was very proprietary, kind of the way you know Apple is now, and... They they had to clear everything that came out on Betamax. VHS was kind. Of, I want. I don't want to say open format, but it was commercially available to a lot of different distributors. It was like the Linux of. Uh... Yeah, like I said, not not free or anything, but nobody was really copywriting the technology to the point where it was preventing people from using that technology. 
And again, they were not as proprietary as Sony was, and Sony was vehement, there will be no porn available on Betamax. VHS didn't care. And the porn industry has always been a pretty formidable force of nature. And when well, there, were, there were a lot of people, there were a lot of people that bought VHSs just so they could watch porn. Well, one thing about the porn industries, they have always been at the forefront of any kind of absolutely home entertainment technology. Yeah, which uh, that's that's the point I'm leading up to, and we're, we're going to see that in a few minutes. But um, yeah, that's that's basically why Betamax tanked is because no one was well, some were, but the vast majority, uh, the figures I saw, it was like eighty percent at one point were getting VHS and they were only buying it because of the advent of home porn video. They didn't, you know, the 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 whole concept that you didn't have to go into a quote I'm using air quotes here, art theater to see your porn and worry about being seen. You could do it in the privacy of your own home. Talk about a game changer. Talk talk about literally changing people's way of of life. I I'm not being I'm not being judgy either way, but I have known several people over the years that have quite a collection. <laughs> I, I I can remember I worked with a guy. This was when I worked in this warehouse. Okay, right. And he was like a connoisseur of this kind of thing. Exactly. He would sit, I, and I'd listen to him at lunchtime, and he'd literally review the porn films. He'd sit there and he'd like pontificate and kind of, you know, do a Siskel and Ebert about the damn porn films. Makes you wonder where the thumbs up go is going. <laughs> oh, I got you know what? Now that I'm thinking about, it, I have to write down. I do have a story I have to tell you. Okay, but um, yeah. Now it, it's funny because I remember. God, this was a while back. This was probably when I first started dating my wife. So probably I want to say ninety four, ninety five. I was in at that time. I was driving over the road, and anywhere there was a mall was someplace I could dr- I could park my truck and go in and shop at the mall. Okay. And I remember love going into all the different bookstores, and I was browsing through one, and they had, like you know, they they had these books like uh, Creature Feature Guide and all that. Right. They, right. The big thick books. Uh, Movie Hound is another one you've no. probably seen. I've heard, I've seen that one. They had one that was home porn video, and it was probably about an inch and a half thick. And just out of curiosity, not because I knew any of the titles or even, but I'm just like, and I'm looking through, and just like with your friend, they're talking about plot points. Is it actually arousing? Is it is it well filmed? Is the sound good? I mean, really exhaustive. And like I said, this thing's about an inch and a half thick, and I'm I'm. I'm fascinated and and kind of appalled at the same time, and I'm and suddenly I realize, okay, I don't want anyone to see me looking at this book in in some place that you you're not fr- some area that you're not from, and probably will never see these people again. But, but still, I, I kind of didn't want to look like that guy. Here's the funny part of the story: I'm going to put it back on the shelf. It was volume five. <laughs> Great googly moogly. Exactly, and I'm just like, oh my. God, so I mean, just if that gives you an idea, what you were just talking about is just how how freaking huge the porn. In, I think it's a very underrated force of nature, if you will. 
two willies way up. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's about the cleanest I could wear. Okay, anyway. anyway. Um, yeah, v- I mean, VHS tape was pretty pervasive. I mean, it was freaking everywhere. We had a couple friends that, that were very snobbish about, uh, oh, Betamax is the superior format, and it'll eventually come out on top because people want quality. I'm like, no, people don't want quality. Quality, they want quantity. They I want mean, availability. Because remember when we we go to... We'd, we'd be having like a get together and go to go to get. You couldn't find anything in Betamax. VHS had had like three quarters of the store. Betamax Absolutely. had like two shelves. Right, and that's just in the non-porn stuff. You know, because that's that's the way well, the demand back, wound up going. Back in the day, folks, you had to go in the back room in the video store, the one that was separated by, by a curtain. curtain. Yeah. <laughs> God, I forgot about that. Oh yeah, and if you know, if you were. Like I remember, uh, one of the one of the neighborhood stores in in what's what's now called Slavic Village. Back then, it was just called the Fleet area. But I remember uh, going in there and um, the one at the corner of Seventy First and Lansing. The video store. The, the video called. store. That's right. And uh, I remember going in there and I was going to look at stuff. And I, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I the the guy was talking to somebody uh, at the the front, and I'm I'm like trying to. St- Kind of like peek past the curtain to see if uh, see if I can see any titles, and I did did get a, a peek at a couple of them. And now, I, now you know that's why I can never understand these guys I work with that talk about. I guess there's several variations on YouTube that are exclusively porn. I'm sure, and and they they talk about what's the best place to download porn from. I'm like, why do you need to download porn? I can't keep porn away with all the ads. That show up on <laughs> on different web pages I go to, you know, and it's like I can't I can't get away from porn. I had to, I had I'm glad I moved uh, my little man cave into the basement because I don't want the wife and kid walking by and seeing an ad that is very graphic and thinking, oh, that's how you're spending your time. No wonder your arm's so sore. Oh my god! <laughs> but look at that muscle, folks. <laughs> oh, it's all in the forearm, Popeye arm. Oh, that explains a lot. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, right. Spinach makes you pretty wiry. <laughs> Just for the record, the reason Seeger drew Popeye with the great big forearms was because a lot of sailors, from pulling on the ropes and that, as a rope, it would build up their forearms. Hence, the oh, I always just thought it was so he could draw the anchor more clearly. No, it's actually a... Based in real life type thing. Based in real life type thing. This is the type of things we we find out on Geeks is Planet All. That's why it's that's why it's such a magical event. Now I think from there, I'm trying to remember when Laserdisc came in. Laserdisc I, was I want to say late seventies. Well, whenever it came in, it was. I don't think it ever was very big at all. It's another one of those things. It's it's very much got its own cult. I've I've known a few people that. They, again, they go they go to these uh, nostalgia conventions, and if they find one, even if it's a movie they don't know or don't like, they will pay top dollar for that bitch. For 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 they'll pay two hundred dollars for a movie that they can't stand, but because it's a laser disc, they don't have. And I'm just like, I don't I don't get I don't get it. And if I'm not mistaken, did you have to flip them over halfway through? Yes, they worked just like they were the, the size of a regular vinyl album, mm-hmm. roughly, and they were they were gold in color. But yeah, you'd get to like the halfway point of the movie, and then have to turn the damn thing over. And I'm just like I, and then and then when it was probably to the point where 
I think they were almost starting to catch on. Then DVD came out. And then, then it was just like, okay, this thing is a, basically a big frisbee. It's total overnight. It just became obsolete. Oh, now DVD. I can remember my first DVD player because I fought against it hard for a long time. Did you really? I did. I yeah, I'm like, son of a bitch! I don't fucking want to buy the Rathacon again. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, sure you do. It's Rathacon. I, I, I've already bought three damn copies of this movie. Now I got to buy another one, dude. 20, year, 20 years from now, they will have gone through three more formats beyond Blu-ray. And guess what? You're buying that bitch again. I'm telling you right now. I, you know what? You will I, be on your deathbed and cruising whatever the equivalent of eBay is to get the new format. I'll, I know you. I'll have you know right now. That's a very personal movie to, to me and D-Dub. I, I've, that's the one movie in the world I've probably seen more than any other movie ever. Um, I'm, it's, it's I'm, clo- if it's not the one I've seen the most, it's, it's close to it. I've closed it on like 60 times seeing this movie now. I'm only in the 40s, I want to say. Showed it to my daughter uh, about a year ago. She really, really liked it. I just... It's one, it's one of those movies that as you're going... As I'm flipping through the stations, I've seen this thing a ton of times, but if it's on there... You're not watching anything stop. else. Yeah. Right. You're. But uh, I have it on DVD, and I'm not buying it on Blu-ray. Well... I'm not buying anything on Blu-ray because DVDs work fine for me. <laughs> I agree. Now I will. I will get. I will get Blu-rays if I can get just like one hell of a deal on something. See, I have nothing that'll play a Blu-ray. That's oh, that's well, my issue. I we we. I don't want to say we made the mistake, but the choice we made as far as home video is is a Nintendo Wii because we had a daughter. We were looking for something that played more cutesy games. Okay, the Wii. D- well, uh, does the Wii U have Blu-ray capability? I don't know. I, I know nothing about the Wii Okay, U. but the, the regular Wii d- does not. It You can get into Netflix and Hulu. Uh, it does have that capability, but Blu-ray it does not. And when I was putting together my computer, although I'm, I'm think, actually thinking of asking for uh, a Blu-ray oh, okay. player for, for Christmas, like a component. The, a component for my computer, just because I see them at the... Um, I see him at the library and all that all the time. I'm really cu- I want to at least check out some of the cuz I'm I'm a total sucker for extras. I can't I, I got gotcha. you. I am a total that's why you know we've been talking about uh, we've both been really getting into the BBC uh stuff of the classic Doctor Who and um I've been like crazy getting the ones out of the library. I mean, the stories are one thing, but God, they get into interviews, and just, there's just so many extras, and, I, and I'm just I'm a junkie for that kind of thing. I, I watch more of the extras than I watch the actual stories. I can understand that. That's just me. I tend to go through everything, too. Yeah. But, you know, a really good example of that, they have a lot of the Godzilla films, especially like the Millennium series and some of the sums that are on double features that you can see from over here. Yeah. Um, they have a lot of them on... They're just releasing a bunch on Blu-ray, as I recall. I saw that, and they're not expensive. Well, the price has come down on those. I can't bring myself to do it. Now, I know in that Gamera trilogy, that's on Blu-ray, right? I actually got that on Blu-ray. I got the trilogy for... Eight dollars. Yeah, I remember. On I remember you were very when you talked to me about that. You were very excited that you had gotten it for such a, a good price. Yeah, I mean, it, and that was going in blind to the whole thing because I had no idea. 
what I was walking Let into. Let me ask you this. Talking about Blu-ray. Now, uh, Blu-ray came on the scene at the same time as DVD HD. Now, do you feel it's the, the porn formula working again? Or do you, do you think there were other factors? I have a theory, I, and I want to bounce this off I, you, because we've never talked about this. But I, I, I don't necessarily think it was, it was the porn factor. I think it all came down to marketing. I think, and this, this may sound overly simplistic, I think it's just easier to say. I think DVD HD is really hard to say. Well, and, and, think back to when I was reading Joe's letter at the beginning. Yeah. How many tries did it take me to it say It took you two or three tries. Yeah. And that's not just because it's now considered an obscure format. I remember when it first came on the scene, I'm like, okay, DVD versus DVD HD. It sounds like, now, if they it sounds like the same thing, but, but now DVD versus Blu-ray, it sounds like something different. It doesn't sound like the same thing, only slightly better. And, and well, going I, back to your point about marketing, I think blue, the term Blu-ray is much easier because it just has that Blu-ray. It, it has that very science fiction-y sure. kind of futuristic sound. But DVD HD, it's, it's like when, you know, when you're watching something on TV and you'll say, and you see the little, little crawl at the bottom, available in HD where, or where available. Okay. It's like, do you switch over to the HD channel and watch it? Because I sure as heck don't. All right, so- I, I, I don't see where there's... All right, certain things I will watch in HD. I, um, Sporting events are always good in, in HD. I, I will watch, say that. Watch the Browns in HD. I don't. Oh, and just for the record, in case my friend Renee is listening, who happens to live uh, in Southern Florida, go Spurs. <laughs> mean. Appropriate, well, but mean. Well, you see, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. When I'm going to play dramatic music behind you at this point, you realize. When... Uh, when uh, a certain gentleman was playing for the Cavaliers and he pulled his usual crap, it was like, ah, he's, a, he's a bum, he's a bum, he's a bum. But when he went down to Miami and he pulls the same thing, why does everybody always have to pick on him? Because he's making millions of dollars a year. We're allowed. Yeah, yeah. And I thought he was a piece of crap before he even came into the NBA. I have come around to that line of thinking. I, I will. I won't, I'm not going to lie to you. I was a defender up until the decision, and then I still say it didn't make any sense to me. But yeah, I, I think those last few games in Cleveland, he threw. I really, I, I, I was in total denial about this for the longest time, but I've seen replays, and yeah, he he tanked him on purpose. I, I, I don't understand. I just, I just don't understand. It doesn't make sense to me. He wanted out. He wanted to be able to get out, and that was the only way. If he'd have won, he'd have been stuck here for a couple more years. No, he was a free agent. I understand that, but he would have been even more vilified if he left after winning. Not to me. Give me, give me a championship. Go. Bye-bye. I'll hold the door open for you. Just give me one, one championship. Okay. That's, that's all I want. Anyway, to, anyway. Bring, this, to bring this horse back Okay. Around. Okay. Sorry, I went away for a while. Now uh, I'm back. Okay, well, anyway, for all. going from going from the Blu-ray, um, they actually started bundling some of the stuff together, like, I mean, equipment-wise. My wife in her in her area, okay, she has a Blu-ray player, but it also kind of like your daughter's Wii, it'll do Netflix, okay, and all of that. Sure, it'll even play YouTube videos if you want. Which, turning around, you also have. 
one of my favorite pieces of home video equipment, the Roku player. Which I know nothing about, but you've talked about it extensively. And it's basically just a streaming player. Okay. There are a lot of channels out there that, you know, they don't cost you anything. Now, can you you cannot get local channels with that. No, it's just basically for streaming content. Well, okay. Now, okay, I'm glad we're talking about this because I, I, I've been tempted to get this for the longest time. If, okay, say I want to watch um, the Browns or the Cavs or the Indians, our, our three teams we keep hoping against hope will actually be something. If I have your situation, you don't have cable, you have the Roku. No, I actually it? have cable now. You have cable and the Roku. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I use the Roku for streaming. Like I, okay. That's where I get my Netflix. and. But you pay a lot for that, don't you? What, the Roku? Well, all, for paying for all the channels and cable on top of that? Well, my cable bill, uh, we just w- recently switched over to another carrier. We're not with Time Warner anymore. Oh, really? So we get our home phone. Uh, we get uh, uh, internet as well as uh, DVR service okay. and all that. And it's costing us like a hundred bucks less than it was for only two of the services with Time Warner. Okay, and you know I think Hulu costs us seven bucks a month, maybe. Like I said, I've, I've been uh, I, I could basically the only reason I went with Netflix, which which that's a whole because you got that one to work. Yeah, I could not get Hulu Plus to work on. We had like three or four computers in the house. I could not get Hulu Plus to work on a damn one of them. And it was like, well, the, talk about something weird determining which because that who, for a lot of people that type of thing, Hulu Plus versus Netflix. That's that's your Sony Betamax be honest, D- DVD I, Blu-ray thing all over again. I very rarely go on Netflix anymore. Oh, I I. I could not get through my day without Netflix. I'm I because I am a truck driver. If I go on a long run, like from from the Cleveland area, which we're based in, down to Columbus, uh, if since I go outside a certain mile range, I cannot I cannot be on the clock more than eight hours straight. I have to take a half hour break. Okay, and I don't want to. I think the the law totally doesn't make sense, but I'll basically have to stop at a rest area and I have to sit for a half hour. I'd much rather go home. You know, this law is making me get home later, is what it amounts to, which I think is just silly. Isn't even the word for it. But anyway, I'm stuck there, so I'll eat my lunch and I get out the phone, put on Netflix, and I'm watching whatever I want. And oh, and, by and, the way, and it's really a wonderful thing. Uh, they recently added the second. Or the missing episodes of Brave and the Bold on there. They actually have everything now. I didn't know they had Brave and the Bold at all. Oh, yeah. The one that I was really excited about and I was starting to watch before I came over here is uh, they finally, finally, finally added the last of Season 7 of Doctor Who. Okay. Uh, The one episode I was, quote-unquote, missing because... You're talking about the modern one? Yeah, the... the, Yeah, uh, Season seven with gotcha, with gotcha. Um, eleven and Clara, um, I was the the one episode that I was missing because the way AT and T U versus which is what I'm stuck with in Parma, 
if you tape some, if you go to, I keep saying tape, that that dates me right record. there. When I go to record something on the DVR, uh, if I'm if it's the day before and I I can just hit record and it'll do it fine. If I do a search, it'll do up to two weeks in advance. But for some reason, when you do it two weeks in advance, sometimes it records the wrong program. So I had gone to tape the episode Cold War. Okay. Where they're on the submarine. Gotcha. And it was, um, it wound up taping the snowmen, I think, or some other, some episode that I had already seen. Gotcha. And so, of course, deleted it and they never ran it again. And it's been frustrating to me because, I mean, I could download it, but I kind of want to watch it on the big TV. I can understand that. And um, today I was going through Netflix, watching stuff with my daughter and... I'm not quite got her hooked on Doctor Who, but we're we're, we're getting there. It's all it's all incrementalism, you see. But I was looking at the episodes and all, and, and it actually said new episodes. And I'm looking, I'm like, oh my god, because like the entire second half of the season seven they hadn't had on there for a while. Okay, but that's also including um, Day of the Doctor. It's on there. It's on there, dude. Doesn't have. Uh, time. I didn't watch it, but it doesn't have time, does it? Um, oh, the the little mini episode. No, that that's well, Night of the Doctor. That's Night, which they actually incorporated into subsequent showings of Day. No, I'm talking about the regeneration episode. Oh, I think that's on there. I'm I'll not, have to look. I'm not 100 percent sure. Like I said, I was I was mainly looking for this one episode because I had seen gotcha, the other gotcha. one, but that was like the missing episode, and I I watched like the first 20 minutes, and then I realized I was running late and had to. Uh, get going over here, so I'll I'll, I'll probably watch that uh, maybe tomorrow. But I, if I recall, that was a pretty good episode. Yeah, is that um, David Warner as the professor, the ultimate evil? Uh, I know who David Warner is. I'm just it's been a while since I've seen. I'm him watching that, so. it, and and he's just got that great way of speaking. He's he's one of he's one of those British actors that he can literally do anything. Well, he's, okay, well. Since we're talking about about him in particular, this actually segues into something else I just wanted to mention. Okay. All of these streaming services have created something, basically what they call binge-watching. That's where you will just roll through something. And I've been binge-watching over the last little bit, something I have on DVD, that um, David Warner actually appeared in. Okay. The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. with Bruce Campbell. It, it's on Hulu, isn't it? No, I have it on DVD. Oh, but it's, it's not on Netflix. I don't know if it oh, is or not. Okay, because that that if that was on Netflix, I would love to get into that. I'll see what I can do. Oh, okay, but um, you know, just being able to binge watch. Well, you know, Netflix introduced that like as an actual business model. They're they're releasing entire series all in one lump. Like well, yeah, twenty episodes. House of, House of Cards, in that. Yep, House of Cards. Uh, Orange is the New Black. They're doing. Um, they're doing a few superhero things. They're do- we talked about this yeah, on the one doing, episode. They're doing some Marvel, Marvel stuff. stuff. Yeah, and um, I. I think that's great. I, I. Well, I know Hulu's doing that too. With uh, I don't go through a lot of the stuff on there. You know, okay. there's stuff I'm trying to get caught up on. You can only. Uh, you only have so much free time right. and so much but, stuff to watch. I sat down and binge-watched. There was, was an animated show. It's a, actually a Canadian animated show 
with Eva Longoria in it. It's called Mother Up. It's animated? It's animated. I've never heard of this. I'm not surprised. I mean, And obviously it was entertaining enough for me to go all the way through, but over the course of about oh, and, two or three days, I and, watched And speaking it. of Eva Longoria, go Tony Parker! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I know they're divorced, but... That's why, no, that's, was, okay. that's why he was playing so good, because he knew he didn't have to deal with her ass again. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, binge-watching. I mean, binge-watching... Uh, that's what is, I... Is, is good, but it's bad. Well, um, okay, bit of a personal story. Uh, back in October, I was having a rough month due to circumstances, which I don't want to get into. I spent some time off of work, and I was basically looking for things to do with myself so as not to you know kind of keep keep myself alert and uh two of the things i wound up doing i had gotten season one of game of thrones from the library and breaking bad was on netflix and i i would have projects to do around the house but then i'd sit and watch like three or four episodes of one of those shows and In the two and a half weeks that I was off work, I pretty much got caught up on on all of them, and I consider myself a huge fan of, of both shows now. And it's kind of, it's kind of weird the way it worked out because I remember last year at the convention, Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad were huge as far as the the zeitgeist, if you will, you know, okay. the, 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 being in the popular culture. And I feel like when I go this year, I can actually like know what the heck they're talking about because i was i just was clueless i had no idea what any of these characters were and now i'm kind of more in the loop so that but thanks to binge watching so i understand how what your point is yeah you can fall down that rabbit hole and not be seen from for a long oh, time sure, sure. but in the situation i was in it worked out perfectly like i say i still have like part of the last season of breaking bad for the end that okay. I'm, I'm in the middle of but I'll have that done in in a few weeks. Like I said, that's it's great to watch like twenty minutes of that when I'm taking that half hour break. You oh, know, there you go. Get, gets to the point. Of, okay, time to go. Just hit stop, and it picks up right where I left off, wherever I go. So, oh, I, sure. I just think that's. But to me, that's kind of a a plus side of binge watching is if there's stuff that you didn't, maybe you didn't get into when it first came on the air. Uh, oh, another. Uh, binge watching thing for me was uh, in the DC animated universe, both Justice League and Unlimited. Oh, okay. I binge watched the crap out of those because I I knew they were popular. I knew you know they had quite a following. Never got around to watching it, and I wound up watching the first episode on Netflix, and I was like, wow, this this is actually really really well done. And before you know it, it's like two in the morning, and you've just watched like six episodes of this thing. So it now it's, okay. You watched uh, JLU. Did you see the question ones? Yes, I love that question. It, very well done. Very well done. I mean, you, you know, we're both huge Ditko fans, and yeah. I, I felt like it had that that spirit of Ditko when they did it. I really did. I, I, I agree. It, Plus, and, it and was it, hilarious to watch him try to flirt with the Huntress. Ah, uh, that was. It was a little forced, but it was entertaining. It was, yeah, that's a very good way of putting it. It was a little forced, and but again, it it, it kind of showed how the DC animated universe, which is something we, we've talked about extensively on this show, it goes to prove the point we were making earlier about how it's a little more, not so much at kids. It's more for 
um, young adults or even older adults and throwing stuff like that in. It, it's not kid stuff. No. Yeah, it's not the filmation stuff or anything like that. It's going no. going for a different her audience. Saying to him, her saying to him, "You're not. You're really not very good at this, are you?" Yeah, because he really was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? We could probably just go go on and on and on about various st- things we've been. Are, are there any other streaming services besides Hulu Plus and Netflix you'd like to give a quick shout out or recommendations uh, to? Or? Other than that, I mean, I have. I have Crackle on there. I have a bunch of ones that show a lot of public domain movies on there. Okay. Uh, but really, nothing else that I watch on a regular basis. Okay. As Although, I said, there's only so... We both only have so much free time. And right. Although, on the Roku, I do want to give a shout-out to the Zombie channel. The Zombie channel. Yes. Oh. Mainly because that's the home of Cinema, cinema Insomnia. Okay. With uh, Mr. Lobo. Oh, okay. Movies. I know of Mr. Lobo. And that's, you know, we want to try to support this sort of thing any way we can. Sure. He's he, he's all right. He's, I've, I've seen some of it. I've seen he's, they've had a couple of his things on YouTube okay. and he's all right. Yeah. I yeah. think, I think he does a passable thing of, you know, kind of keeping the tradition alive. Right. So I, and, and any way we can, any way we can support keeping that sort of thing alive because these, movie, these movies won't watch themselves right. outside of actually donating money uh, money <laughs> what is this money thing you speak of i don't know i never seem to have any especially now that i'm carrying my summer wallet what's he talking about folks well you have to listen to i don't remember was this one or the other i one? thought it was this one but i, I don't, don't know, know. <laughs> well anyway uh, with that being said if you'd like to contribute any stories about this sort of thing in here what are you binge watching uh, you can do that at geeksexplainitall at gmail.com or feedback at geeksexplainitall.com. All right. And with that out there, make sure you give us a review on iTunes. I, reviews on iTunes help us so much, folks. Makes, makes it a better show. Gets our, our listenership up and uh, just, as I said earlier, really increases the, uh, the Geeks Explain It All community and just the more the merrier absolutely and, and it all be, it all begins with the ratings you don't have to leave a review although a review is nice but if you could at least take the time to uh give us a quick rating we sure as heck would appreciate it yep and with that being said do we know what our topic is for next time well it's something that we've talked about uh for for kind of joked about for quite a while but uh on on our sister podcast, uh, Secret Lair Drive-In, you had mentioned about watching King Kong Escapes for the umpteenth time. So I decided we're going to go Kong. We're going to do an entire episode on the phenomenon, the legend, the cultural zeitgeist that is King Kong in all his permutations, good and bad. Quite a, quite, quite a uh, bit of uh, cookie dough to chomp off. So. That's right, and again, and again, may not have all of our facts straight, but we certainly have enthusiasm for this subject. Uh, Lord knows, D-Dub does. I don't. I don't get it, <laughs> but uh, that's why. That's why I'm usually a acolyte. <laughs> At least when it comes to those. All right, and with that being said, this is D-Dub and Stratosphere saying, "Just remember, folks, just because it's pop, don't mean it ain't culture." Later, folks. Bye, kids. <laughs>